WVIK Quad Cities NPR is here for you, keeping you connected to the world by bringing the world to your home. Even in extraordinary times, we're committed to bringing you the accurate information you need and the beautiful music and compelling stories you count on to help lighten your load. We're here when you need us because you've been there for us. Thank you for your continued support of WVIK. After some patchy morning fog, we'll have rain likely today and tonight, maybe into tomorrow morning. Sunday should be sunny, highs will be around 60, lows in the 40s. The Mississippi River is half a foot below flood stage and falling in the Quad Cities. The Illinois Department of Public Health reports another 1,826 cases of COVID-19, bringing the state's total to 36,934. 123 more people have died. The death toll is 1,688. Iowa reports another 176 cases, bringing the total to 3,924. Seven more have died, including one in Muscatine County. So the county death toll is now 90. Seven people have died in Muscatine County. 23 new cases brings the Quad Cities total to 508. Nine people have died. Regionally, 1,295 cases are reported. 24 have died in the area from Dubuque County in Iowa down through Warren County in Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker says he'll sign an extended stay-at-home order lasting until May 30th for Illinoisans. Mike Smith has more. Governor Pritzker's announcement comes at a time when the state is soon expected to reach a daily peak in deaths from COVID-19. Pritzker says data from experts like doctors and scientists say the state has made progress, but it still has ways to go. I'm asking you to hold on for just a little while longer to help make sure that we all see through to the other side of this struggle. The executive order comes with some new mandates, like requiring face masks in stores and public areas. Some non-essential businesses will have the opportunity to take online and phone orders. Public areas like some state parks, golf courses, and greenhouses can also reopen, and some elective medical procedures will be able to resume. I'm Mike Smith. Republicans in the Illinois House are generally giving a thumbs up to the changes the governor's making to the stay-at-home order. Republican House Leader Jim Durkin gave positive remarks in reaction to Governor Pritzker's loosening of restrictions. It included things the Republicans were seeking to allow, such as certain businesses to reopen. A few items weren't on that list or remain unclear. The governor has not given the okay to barbershops or hair salons to reopen. And while health care facilities will be allowed to resume some procedures, it will be up to the Department of Public Health to decide what those will be. In a statement, Durkin said, while pleased with the governor's announcement, the state needs to do more to increase its economic vitality. I'm Bill Wheelhouse. You could call it the calm before the storm. Unemployment in the Quad Cities went down in March just ahead of a huge number of applications that have been received due to the pandemic. Tom Austin from the Illinois Department of Employment Security says the rate went from 4.8% a year ago to 4.2% last month. But overall, the area did lose 800 jobs. Most of that coming from the professional and business services sector, as well as the manufacturing sector. We did see some gains when we look at uh, the industries. The largest ones were found in health services, as well as leisure, hospitality, and construction. 
Some of the changes were seasonal, such as an increase in construction employment, but he says the coronavirus also had some impact. So the full impact of COVID-19 is expected to be felt in May when April figures are released. Some economists are forecasting unemployment in the U.S. could go as high as 20 percent. The Iowa and Illinois Departments of Transportation are trying to decide whether to build a new I-80 bridge between Leclerc and Rapid City. Michelle O'Neill reports they want to know what you think. More than 500 people participated in a virtual public meeting about the I-80 Mississippi River Bridge. Tony Pakeltis is a consultant from the same company that helped design the new Savannah-Sabula Bridge. He says the Quad Cities I-80 bridge is more than 50 years old. And as bridges get older, issues regarding the condition of the bridge become more frequent and the cost to maintain the bridge increases. Additionally, this bridge does not meet current standards in terms of shoulder width and is not feasible to widen it. Beyond not meeting current design standards, the lack of shoulders creates additional issues. So when there are crashes or stalled vehicles on the bridge, these incidents can easily shut down one or both lanes of travel. The Illinois DOT is the lead agency for the I-80 bridge planning study. Becky Marufo from the Dixon office says the project area includes the bridge and nine miles of highway from just east of Middle Road in Bettendorf to the I-88 interchange. We're sharing costs uh, between the states as well as with the Federal Highway Administration. So as of the last published program for the Illinois DOT, this project is funded all the way through construction. The Illinois DOT six-year funding program includes $305 million for the project. That's for engineering, design, environmental studies, utility adjustments, and construction. The I-80 project team is asking for public comments, and the deadline is May 6th. I'm Michelle O'Neill. A local nonprofit is trying to provide hope and inspiration during these pandemic times. Herb Tricks reports. Living Proof Exhibit is used to dealing with unseen health crises that cause isolation and fear. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, the 10-year-old Quad Cities group has postponed the premiere of a new opera until next February, which was to be performed on May 10th. Pamela Crouch, Living Proof Executive Director and a breast cancer survivor, says Carquinos by Augustana Professor Jacob Banks is an uplifting story of hope and community. It helped her personally last November during a mastectomy. This is a story that I, I shared with Jacob, um, the maid song that, uh, that he shared with me. It just connected, and it's a, it's a message of, of patience and calm. And I'm in the hospital, and I am, I'd roll over and I'd have tubes, and they'd wake me up, and I'd be uncomfortable. And in my head, I kept singing the chorus, which is slowly, slowly, and the bird takes its time to build its nest. And it just brought me calm, and it kept me calm while I was in the hospital recovering. And, and it was such a beautiful gift that he was able to share that with me. Living Proof provides therapeutic benefits of the arts to people affected by cancer. The opera tells the story of a beautiful empress, representing a cancer patient, who's forced into battle with the unseen monster Carquinos, cancer, on the night before her coronation. The maid represents cancer survivors, and an angel represents the medical community. In partnership with the Quad City Symphony, Carquinos has been rescheduled with the same soloist at the Bartlett Performing Arts Center at Moline High School next year. 
Living Proof also is seeking entries for its annual exhibit to be held September 10th to December 6th at the Figuart Museum in Davenport. All cancer patients and survivors within a 200-mile radius of the Quad Cities can submit works and entries must be received by June 4th. And we talk a lot about in our programming, keeping your hands busy helps to keep your mind and heart calm. And a lot of people right now are doing that. They are keeping their hands busy so that they can they can calm and create any kind of a disease, take something away from you. So when you can create something tangible, there's a power to it. Crouch expects more people will create art this year due to the self-isolation caused by COVID-19, reflecting the spirit of hope. Complete submission details are available at livingproofexhibit.org. I'm Herb Tricks.